I, I'm going to step in here and let's just call it Mutiny Radio Presents Horror Crowd. How about that? Oh, it's very straight, very straight. Yeah, yeah. 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 You want to listen to So it'll be like Mutiny Radio Presents. It's six o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. We've got a stacked list of amazing comedians, and so we're just going to get right to it. We've got four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. <laughs> Bring the fire. Uh, we really don't We don't have time for it. I wish the joke workshop was the way it used to be when it was much less popular, and so we could actually give comments to people. But now we just got to get through the time and let everybody do their jokes. And your first comedian, a lovely human being. Glad that he's uh, here today on the scene. Laugh at his jokes, everybody. It's Nick Holke. Right on. Thank you, Pam. What's up, guys? Howdy. Um, I'm a white fella, and I feel like I have white knowledge that I need to share with the non-whites. Like, like if the great race war ever goes down and you find yourself trapped in an alleyway by a couple of whites, you don't need a weapon to get away. All you got to do is stop and just go like, one, two, one, two, three. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. They will drop their tiki torches. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. And you can fucking just waltz out of there. If you need more time, you could just go, where are you? And then they'll fucking join in on that one. I'm so sorry. We can't help it. It's in our blood. Um, so, gender neutral bathrooms, I'm a fan of. What I do not like, I've noticed sometimes, only a couple places, but where like the whole communal bathroom is all genders, here's my bone to pick with it. Urinals are already awkward. <laughs> Over the years, men have carefully constructed a set of guidelines, unspoken, but we all know them, right? You leave one urinal open, eyes straight ahead, don't wear sandals. Now, you're telling me when I'm there with my dick out, the girl I was just hitting on in the bar might Walk in? I'm a grower, all right? If she's going to see it, it needs to be presentation condition, not, not ahead of time, and then she can reject me early. Also, I feel like, like a genuine issue, ladies, aren't, aren't creepy guys in the bathroom going to be a problem? You know, I don't know. When you're at the tampon gumball machine, there's some dude locking eyes with you with his dick in his hand. I think it could create more problems than it solves. You know? Like, you know, people in wheelchairs, they couldn't go upstairs, so we made ramps. We didn't abolish stairs. And sure, that's largely because the lobbyists for Big Slinky never would have let that happen. 
I just wanted to say that line. That's what all of that was. That was for lobbyists at Big Slinky. <laughs> and it didn't work out. And that's sad. But it's okay. Um, I've changed a lot over the years. Used to be a little party boy. Now I'm boring. I went from uh, peg stands to standing desks. Molly to antidepressants. Gone from frat bro to Lexabro. Like, I used, I did, I once did coke off of a real consenting pair of boobs. Now in the morning, I lick my finger to make sure I get all the Zoloft dust out of my pill cutter. Just as fun, just as good. Um, I saw a billboard in San Francisco that was for a website called Jew Belong. And the slogan was, we don't care which half of you is Jewish. My issue with that is that something that sounds like it could be said by a friendly rabbi or an Auschwitz guard. I don't have a joke for that. That's the end. Thanks, guys. Nick Holke, bringing us logical and political jokes. Yay! Yeah. Your next comic, uh, rising up on the scene, going to Concord for a show. Wow, what a journey. Put your hands together for Jared Senna. Respect yourself. Respect yourself. The fuck is up, guys? Hello, white guys. How are you doing? Hello? How you doing, man? You two dating? Just for, not yet? Yet? Okay. okay. First base? First date? Pretty close. I hope you guys fuck tonight. Awkward start. Let's go. All right. We got a bunch of new jokes. Uh, I recently applied to be a sperm donor. Uh, my dad told me uh, I should do, I should get a job that best suits my talents. So... So I applied to be that. Uh, before you guys judge me, it's like 1500 a month it pays you. And I would like to tell people that I pay my rent jerking off. Um, but uh, I'm a little pissed because uh, I looked up my chances for getting picked for sperm donation. Apparently, you have to be over 5 foot 8 <laughs> to mostly get picked. And that's bullshit, guys. Because honestly, if a lesbian couple wanted to use my sperm to get impregnated, um, there's a more likely chance that their kids is most likely to look like them. Right. I'm never going to say that joke again. Great. Uh, what else do I got? I just got a bunch of weird material today, guys. Just bear with me through them. Uh Let's see. Uh, I used to take a. I used to have a dick pic with me at all times. Because you never know when you need it. You know. You know. Um. Um. Uh, what you say? Uh, I actually got ghosted once. Uh, because I wasn't. Because I couldn't send a dick pic. Uh, I was just, at the time. I was just really scared to do it, and also like I was in church at the time. 
Um, um, so, so I want to be prepared because I want to be more ready for when she hits me up again. You know? So not only did it, so, so to prepare, I had a, a dick pic and my mom's credit card because she was asking for that for some reason. Doing fucking amazing. Yeah, let's go. Joke workshop. Uh, um, but uh, it actually backfired on me uh, spectacularly. Uh, I was in Walmart, and I needed to print my photography homework, and I didn't know how to use the kiosk machine, so I had to ask a Walmart employee how to use it. And the first thing that popped up on the machine was my dick pic. <laughs> the worst part wasn't, the worst part was what he said afterwards. Uh, he just asked me if I collected acorns for a living. Nice. All right. Um, it's nice that this still happens. Okay. Uh, you need nights like this. Uh, uh, I graduated uh, college recently. Woo! I graduated with a degree in creative writing, and I'm not sure if you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Um, but I was—I didn't know what creative writing was. I just signed up for it because it sounded so vague. But apparently, creative writing is for like if you want to get better at writing poetry, fiction, or or screenplays. I wanted to be a better writer so I can do better at doing rap battles because that's what I used to do. That's what I was as a writer. I was a I was a battle rapper. I was competitive about it too. Like I would like talk shit to all the local rappers in my area, like how I'm gonna kill them the next time I see them. And then like we would meet up and we would just like recite the poems we wrote for each other. Yeah, um, I was way too serious about it in retrospect. Um, I wasn't really. I would never like out rap anyone. I would just like say like really personal stuff about them. Like <laughs> I once made fun of someone because their ex girlfriend died. Uh, I was like, I'm going to beat you on this track like an athlete. I'm going to kill you in this rap battle like cancer killed Ashley. <laughs> Bars. Yeah, you think so, dude? Thanks, dog. Give me some. Give it up for him. Fuck yeah, this guy rules. All right, this is like the worst set I've done in like months, but it's okay because we need nights like this. Give it up for Pam. This is a great room, everybody. <laughs> Keep it going for Jared Senna. At least, at least he didn't get arrested for child porn. All right. That's what I thought the punchline on that one was going to be. All right. Uh, your next comedian. Hey, put your hands together for Dakota Price. Yay. Hello, everyone. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah, it's Monday. Fucking Monday. And uh, Spencer's going to love this. Today's my fucking Friday. Actually, yesterday was my Friday, and today's my Saturday. Uh, so I'm enjoying uh, my said weekend. Uh, I love marijuana. It's my fa it's like my favorite thing. It's like, like you know, uh, marijuana, comedy, my son, you know? <laughs> I spent some time in jail for, uh, for weed in Texas, which is stupid, because now I get to sell that shit legally. Right? And it's really weird because when I was selling weed in Texas, I was selling it to old people. And I was just like selling them weed and then hanging out and smoking weed with them. And I'm like, man, why the fuck are people busting me for this shit? This is just cool. I'm like doing a public service. I'm helping out the elderly. Uh, speaking of the elderly, 
I got some strange, weird opinions about him. And, <laughs> like, uh, I feel like once you turn 65, you should have your license taken away. But you should be allowed to get whatever you want from the pharmacy for free. Like, anything. <laughs> like, because, uh, fuck, they don't even need a car anymore. I'd drive grandma around for some Percocets. <laughs> Come on, grandma. Couple more part 30s. Get me feeling right. Uh, so, I, uh, anybody here familiar with the fast food chain Arby's? We got the meats. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm a part of what I like to consider an Arby's family. By that I mean that like Arby's is linked to some of the best and worst moments of my life. Uh, <laughs> like I love Arby's. Like you know I used to go there on road trips to like Disneyland with my with my my dad. You know and he'd come in offshore from diving, and then uh, you know later in life, uh, my mom was in the hospital. You know abruptly you know later would pass away in the hospital. I thought it would cheer my dad up to bring him his favorite fast food. I brought him some Arby's, <laughs> and he's eating this fucking Arby's. You know, we're just chilling in the hotel, and he starts crying while eating it. And he's like, you know, I love Arby's. Who would think it'd make me sad? Uh, anyway, fucking super bummer joke. But, uh, uh, and then later, uh, but a little while after that, me and my baby mama split up, and we had shared custody of my son. And uh, just so happened to be, like, the perfect location that was 30 minutes from both of our locations in between, right in the middle, was a gas station that had an Arby's in it. So we would do the kid exchange at this Arby's. And uh, fuck yeah, dude. I'd take my son to get them curly fries every time. Like, come on, we're going with dad. We're getting the curly fries. Beef and cheddar. Fucking love that shit. Uh, <laughs> so I told you I love weed. I've been getting really heavy into dabs, which is like the crack cocaine of weed. Uh, you know, and I was out here. I was out in the Tenderloin, like on 6th Street, and I was just seeing this dude just fucking free base and crack, you know, just hardcore, just rolling a rock, you know, go, going hard, you know, and I judged him, I was like, this motherfucker's out here using a torch and a glass pipe, like, out in public in front of everybody, getting fucked up out of his mind, I went home, and I started doing big, fat dabs out of a glass pipe with a torch, and I was like, fuck, the only difference between me and him is I have a house, uh, Thank you, guys. It's been really fun. All I want to do now is talk about these sick-ass shoes I got. I got these pink-ass, po these pink polo shoes. I found out they were $100. I got them for $15 at Ross today. So, anyway, uh, I love you all. Have a great night. Yay. Dakota Price has new shoes. There's snacks up on the up on the days, everybody, as well. On that, There's little donuts, and there's... Applets and, applets and cutlets were just like a white lady version of Turkish Delight. So if you like Turkish Delight, they're up there and they're delicious. And the donuts are too. They're Krispy Kreme, but they came in a box. It was so weird. Fucking gross out. Uh, your next comedian, also on his way to Concord, so he's bumping in. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer. You all right? Good. That was my fault. I have, sp anyways, all over me. Ugh. It's just there. It's like, it's there. Ah, it's on my hands. 
What is it? No one knows. Ah! What are you going to do? Huh? You all right? You're shaking. Calm down. They're going to be okay. All right. Uh, I fucking hate advertisements a lot, and uh, I was on BART, and I saw one for not killing yourself, and it said, if you want to kill yourself, don't do it. Call this number, right? That's great. See, another one, right? It says, if your phone is still it goes every fucking time around the thing. Like a merry-go-round, just constantly going, right? On the little screen, it says, if your phone is stolen, call this number. Fuck your face. Fuck you. That's insinuating that you could call, and, and you can't, you could, you, you could use their pay phone if there was a phone fucking connected to it. They're all, they're all gone. They've ripped them out of the fucking wall. Just a box that says phone. I'm glad that worked. That's new. We got there. On me, it sucks. Ooh, gross. Ick. Tired of dating. I just want you to pee on me. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> and I don't know how to talk about that over soup and salad and unlimited breadsticks. I don't know. I don't know how this turned into an Olive Garden commercial, but you know, maybe soup is the best option, right? Right? Give me your clam chowder. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right? I just was in a relationship with this chick, and, and we had like this, this like, we had like this thing, like a fetish where I, uh, I had this fetish for like I really wanted to get her pregnant, and she had this fetish for getting abortions. So it was like <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's like a match made in heaven. Dating that chick, right? And she was like, Mark, you have the most adorable eyes. Like, just beautiful eyes. So good. We were to have a baby. Our baby's eyes would be perfect. If we were to have a baby, it would be the most adorable abortion you'd ever seen. <laughs> okay? Okay? Good. Thank you. Mark Neuer, everyone. Match made in heaven, match made in hell. You're going to hell for murdering babies. Yay! I'll see you there. I'm into murdering babies, too. Hey, have fun in um, fucking Concord. Uh, good luck. All right, your next comedian, the international comic. Clap your hands together for Dan Guan. If you make it that way, you keep her. Hey, hey, hey! I love, hey, I love the new, t I love the title, international comedian. Just also means comedian of color. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, this is a, the diverse part of the show. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, so, uh, so, so, most of you guys know this, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually Chinese, but uh, I actually, I don't speak or read Chinese, uh, and this becomes like a big problem because my parents can't speak or read English, so we just created Chinglish. Okay, never, never mind. All right, cool. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, I think, and I think, I think it becomes a big problem because, like, my, my parents were were growing up. They were trying to teach me Chinese, and they taught and they tried to teach me in so many ways, but I could never pick it up. Like, I remember my mom would just grow. I would just tell me and say, "Look, Dan, look. These are Chinese characters. They're just really symbols, and they look like pictures of real animals." 
And I'm like, yeah, but here are emojis. These are pictures of real animals. It's simpler. But it becomes like a big problem because then eventually when I did teach my mom how to text using emojis, she now uses different emojis to mean totally different things. So now when she wants to text me to when she wants to text me to come home, she'll just text me an emoji of a house. If she wants to text me to dinner's ready, she'll tell me send me an emoji of uh what she's cooking. And then when she wants to text me an emoji of me, of directing to me, uh, she just uses an emoji of a Chinese guy. <laughs> Which gets to be even a bigger problem because now whenever she texts me, hey, come home, my eggplant stir fry is ready, it becomes Chinese guy home eggplant. <laughs> Which, when my friends saw my phone come up, they would ask me, dude, are you fucking your mom? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't think it's, it's going to work out. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I like, I, I like the holidays. This is like a really fun holiday. President's Day. Yeah. Especially when our current president is in Ukraine and forgot about his own holiday. Never mind. Anyway, uh, I, uh, there you go. All right. Uh, I like holidays, but sometimes I think that white people take holidays way too seriously, you know? And I think it's so fascinating that white people, uh, take holidays too seriously and they celebrate everyone by dressing up a certain way, you know? Like, for Christmas, you always always dress up as Santa Claus, Cinco de Mayo, wearing Mexican hats, sombreros. And one time, all right, th- all right, that was a bad joke. Anyway, moving on. And I only noticed because I remember distinctly when I was walking by a bar one day and I saw this whole group of white women wearing bunny rabbit suits. And when I asked the front bouncer what was going on, he said, oh, haven't you heard? It's the year of the bunny. Happy Chinese New Year, son. And I don't know whether to be offended that they are wearing bunny suits or or happy that this guy actually remembered it was Chinese New Year. So I think I'll, t- I'll take the W where I can. Cool. Um, yeah, guys, uh, so in my day job, I, used to, I, re- I just recently did this training on work personalities. Uh, and it's basically like this idea of how you want to communicate and collaborate with others. Uh, and when my manager asked me, hey, what's your work personality, I had to come up with an answer. I said, hey, if you believe in a Myers-Briggs, uh, I'm an ENFJ. Thank you. If you're in an Enneagram, if you believe in Enneagrams, I'm a type 2, type 3. Uh, and then if you're an idiot, I'm a Capricorn. So. And then when I got my, per- my performance review, she marked that as a negative, And I said, that's such a fucking cancer thing to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that that, that kind of worked. All right. One more thing. Um... Let's see. Uh, okay, how do you guys feel about advertising, online advertising? We, we, we with it? We don't like it? What, how are we feeling? All right, split. I hate it. I hate online advertising, but I think it's cool that at least on YouTube, you can skip the ads, which then got me thinking, like, why can't we just skip the ads for, like, anything we see in real life? You know, if you do see an ad that you don't like, just skip it, right? Shouldn't there be, like, a, shouldn't there be something we can skip ads in real life? Yeah? So what happens then when I got into a lift and then my, and my lift driver started advertising male supplements to me in the whole entire ride home? <laughs> There's no skip ad button for that. So I jumped out the car. That's my skip ad. All right, All right I've been Dan Guan. Thanks, really. Thanks so much, guys. Dan Guan, everyone. Ending on a dick joke like a professional. Yes. Hell yeah. All right, we're moving right along. Your next comedian is uh, one of my favorite new guys on the scene. Clap your hands together for Art Galustian. Woo, hey, 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 hey. yeah. Clap for me. Now, give it up for Pam one more time, huh? Thank you. Guys, uh, I'm from San Francisco. I love San Francisco. I love you, too. He's flipping me off for no reason. If you want to fuck me, we could do it tonight. 
All right, on count of three, everybody say, fuck you, Art. Get out of your system. Ready? One, one, two, three. Fuck you, Art. Thank you. Hey, hey, now that's too far, okay? All right, motherfuckers, listen. Uh, the other day, someone breaks into my car, and they steal my Target bag. Yeah, and I'm pissed off, right? And I'm talking shit about people that break into cars. And this annoying-ass coworker goes like, Art, think about it. The person that stole your stuff, they're probably disadvantaged. They probably need the stuff more than you do. You could afford to replace the stuff, Art, but this may be the only way that they can feed their family. I said, motherfucker, listen. Don't nobody need that hemorrhoid cream more than me right now. My ass hurts. And unless the whole family's eating ass, it ain't feeding nobody. Guys, I'm in my 30s, and I'm not married, and to my Armenian parents, that's a catastrophe. So the other day, my mom was like, Art, how would you feel if I set you up with a nice girl from Armenia? I was like, you know, that shit ain't going to work, you know? Like, how am I supposed to even communicate with that girl when she lives all the way in Armenia, and I live with my girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm single as fuck. I'm kidding. (laughs) All right, I'm going to try a new joke with you guys, all right? So this may be an unpopular opinion, but I didn't like it how like a few years ago when Apple, the iPhone, introduced like the different skin tones for the emojis. Because I kind of liked it when we're all just yellow, right? We're all the same color. We're all just yellow, same color as the kids who made the iPhones. I thought that was pretty nice. (laughs) Okay, something there. But I think we have way too many damn emojis in general. Like, we have way too many fucking emojis. Like, for example, there's a black square inside a white square and a white square inside a black square. Like, what the fuck is the use case for that? Like, who is using that? Let me see. I got a whole list of emojis. So I'm just going to read them all to you guys. We have every single emotion, right, as an emoji. And then another set of every single emotion but expressed as a cat. Do we need that? <laughs> We have 19 different hearts and only one broken heart. Yeah, it's not very representative of my love life, which I think is a little fucked up. We only have one cigarette, surprisingly, and no vapes, which is good because we would have had 72 different flavors of vapes. We got a pregnant man, a pregnant woman, and a pregnant non-binary person. But I think if Apple really wants to be progressive, they should only have emojis for pregnancy, but also for abortion. Like a baby skull. I don't know. Too many emojis. So we have four airplanes, only four airplanes, but we have 17 different types of trains. So I have concluded that these emojis were created by a person with autism. All right, last joke. Um, You guys seen them flying balloons everywhere? Did you know they spotted one over Oakland? Yeah, it turns out someone broke into it and stole his catalytic converter. All right, bye. Clapping for Arkel Eustian. Hooray! Very clever, very funny. Your next comedian is part of the True Entertainment Who's Next crew. Put your hands together, everybody, for Front Office! What about these nuts, though? Speaking of my balls, my grandmother. 
sucking. Sucking. Ladies, what's up with the sucking of the dildos? If y'all put half the energy into sucking a real dick that y'all put into sucking these dildos? I don't know. Maybe you keep your man from cheating. I know I'll be faithful. I'll be at the altar the next day talking about, hell yeah, I do. I'm sorry, God, but you know what she can do? Sucks my dick like a dildo. Hashtag dildos matter. Hashtag so does my dick. Hashtag sucks my dick like a dildo. What about these nuts now? Speaking of my balls, my grandmother. Now I was going to come out here and ask everyone how was their day. Small talk. I was going to come out here and ask everyone how was their day. But I remember, y'all really don't care for small talk anymore. I asked this guy the other day, being cordial. I said, hey, buddy, so how's life treating you? He said that life was too fucking long. So now I don't care for small talk. I also don't care for small talk because, well, most people, they do not know when not to small talk. The public restroom is not the place for small talk. Who the fuck told you that it was okay for Q&A while I'm holding myself trying to fucking concentrate on what I need to be doing? And why are your booty cheeks out at the urinal? <laughs> you know what motherfuckers I'm talking about. Those ass out free the booty cheek motherfuckers that be at the urinals and public restrooms. Free the booty cheeks. It's not restroom etiquette. It is bathroom etiquette. If anything, take your ass inside the fucking stall and close the fucking door behind you. And that's why I really don't care. A small talk. Well, what about these nuts now? <laughs> Speaking of my balls, my grandmother, my nana. She rests in peace. Before she passed, she gave me some sound advice. She said, Michael, baby, promise me that you'll never get old. I said, Nana, I'll see what I can do. But she was right. Becoming older does suck at times, like my huge size balls. I was so concerned with the size of my balls that I went to go see the, the doctor. I said, hey, doc, my balls are huge, man. Is this shit age-related? The doctor said, front office, there's something I have to tell you. I think you might want to have a seat. So I sat down in a hospital bed. The doctor, she put up a chair, sat directly in front of me, put her head under my shoulder, and she looked me in my eye. And she said, front office, what I have to say to you, there's really no other way of saying it. So I'm just going to come out and say it. The doctor said, front office, you're black. I said, bitch, well, what about these nuts now? <laughs> speaking of my balls, my grandmother, hey, Cobbs Comedy Club, February the 26th, TK Moore, True Entertainment. I'll be doing a set. Come through. Peace. Yeah.
keep your hands clapping for front office. We have free tickets. If anybody would like free tickets to that show, to that comms comedy show on the 26th, we have tickets that you can get for free here, and you are welcome to them. Uh, yeah, so come and visit me if you want some free tickets to that show at Cobb's Comedy. TK Moore headlining. You could see front office opening with a bunch of other really funny comedians with true entertainment. So come get some free tickets for me. Yay! Your next comedian is one of the Hello Funny crew and puts on an amazing, a bunch of amazing shows. But you can always see him on Tuesdays at Tope, but you can see him here right now. Clap your hands together for Tamok Silva! Oh, yeah, keep clapping. Yeah, keep clapping. Yeah, it's okay. No, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Oh, they're going to fuck tonight. You better get her number, bro. Yeah. It's okay. No? What's up, man? Have you? I feel like I met you, man. When you're in 850 Bryant, bro, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, bro. I've been to jail. I got bail money. <laughs> yeah, dog. Like, what's up? How you doing? You look like my auntie. Her name is Winsetta. Yeah, Winsetta. I was adopted by black people, so my auntie's Winsetta, and I grew up, yeah, just one. Yeah, uh, kudamatata to you, yeah. <laughs> All right, back to some real material. Uh, folks, fellas, total up. We can agree on this. I, we, I hate wearing condoms. I hate wearing, I mean, look, I lo- safe sex is best sex, right? I get that, right? It's cool, I don't want no oopsies and shit like that, no diseases and shit. But I don't like condoms. And like, fellas, you remember, like, you remember the first time you met a lady and the energy is good and you're about to have sex. You did some squats. You took some fucking Malca powder and shit. You drank some Red Bull. You got the hardest dick ever. You know what I mean? You got retard dick. It's going down tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, have you gone, like, have you fucked a lady so hard? Like, you're going hard, but the condom smells like burnt rubber? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm at East Oakland at a sideshow, burnt rubber and shit everywhere. I'm like, damn. Okay, man, I, I got to work on that. <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, I have a past. I did some crazy shit. I've been to jail, not too many times, but a bunch. And uh, I, 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 wrote, I wrote a list down that the people that I fucked over, right? I got, it's, it's not too long, but it's a, a, two pages. You know, that's not that bad. <laughs> And uh, I talked to one of my exes. Well, I talked to a lot of them. And uh, we, we hugged. We apologized. We, you know, we shook hands. We, you know, we got some drinks, good food. But there was a guy that I felt really bad because I robbed this dude in high school, right? And I really feel bad. And I remember it was, uh, he was, his, we'll just call him Eddie. Eddie came to one of my comedy shows randomly. I was like, oh, shit. Eddie's here. Oh, fuck. He's on my list. So I saw him. I was like, hey, yo, Eddie, what's up? Good to see you, bro. He's like, oh, Guatemala, what's up? I'm like, cool. Here's a drink, man. I do stand-up comedy now. I'm about to go up after the show. He's like, oh, you're hella fucking funny, man. I'm like, oh, thank you. Hey, uh, Eddie, man, can I talk to you? Also, let me get you another round, bro. Here, two, two Jamesons, please, for him. And uh, we're talking. I was like, hey, Eddie, uh, I got to apologize to you. And he's like, why? What happened? What you do? I was like, dude, do you remember your, your sophomore year and my junior year? You got robbed? Yeah, I remember that. I'm the guy who robbed you, bro, and I, I'm so sorry. And he's like, why would you do that, man? I was like, look, I was young, I was broke, you know, I, I lived the thug life, and, like, I'm really, like, with the shit back in the day, but now I'm, like, cool, chill, like, I, like, I meditate a lot, and, um, <laughs> and I felt so bad because I stole his iPod, right? I was like, fuck, man, I, I, can, I, can I buy you an iPod or something, man? Can, or uh, something, uh, an Apple Watch. Oh, actually, no, I can't buy you an Apple Watch. I'm broke, but can I get you a drink or something? He's like, no, man, I, I forgive you. 
And I was like, man, we hugged and shit. I was like, oh, thank you, Eddie, man. Like, I, I appreciate it, man. Here, here's some tickets to my next comedy show on the house. Bring your date. Bring your boyfriend. I don't know what you like. Whatever. Bring him, right? And when he was, like, sitting down right next to me at the bar, he was drinking. I looked down, and on the table, there was an iPhone, and it was his iPhone. And I had the urge to steal his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to go downtown to the Mexicans, go sell his iPhone. Unless I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys don't know about that. That means that means I'm gonna sell his iPhone right now. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, man, it's okay to have a pass. It's okay to be uh, a hoe. It's okay to be a thug. We all make mistakes. It's okay to be a security guard. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll be we'll make this shit through work. It's okay. But uh, I do. Uh, I've been doing comedy for a long time. I do got to get out of here. Um, I don't know. To all the young comics or fans or whatever, just. Whatever makes you laugh, just say it, I guess. Look between your legs. I don't know. Uh, my name is Cuauhtemo. Thank you so much for listening to my issues. Cuauhtemo Silva. Hooray. Yay. Oh, he's a little thief. That's so cute. Yay. I was a rich white girl, and, and when I was in college, I liked to steal silver rings. I've never told anybody that before, but now I just said that on the Internet. Your next comedian, one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Like, I've known him since he was just a little baby comic. Clap your hands together for Ian Langland. But what about these nuts, though? Okay, had to say it. It looked too fun. I can't just not say it. Speaking of my balls. Okay, let's get to it. I work. <laughs> he's into it. Yeah, front office. Uh, I work at a. I work at a pet supply store here in San Francisco. That's my job. That's my day job. Thank you. Hold for applause. It's a good gig. It's a very good gig. You know, they say if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. And I'll tell you this: I love dealing with people that put diapers on their dogs. That's what I love the most. It's fucking weird. Some of you dog owners are. It's a very strange world that you guys live in, you know? And also, it's a boutique dog store, so the animals that come in there are richer than me. It, it, it doesn't feel good. You guys ever been verbally accosted by a golden doodle with a Roth IRA? It doesn't feel good. Fuck golden doodles, by the way. I hate golden doodles. If they were humans, they'd be racist, okay? I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of them at the insurrection, so I don't know. But I see a lot of weird shit, because a lot of people, they force their lifestyle onto the animals. I think it goes a little too far, because this lady came in one time, and she comes in, she goes, do you have any vegan dog food? My dog is a vegan, is what this lady said. Now, granted, you know, I'm not a biologist or a veterinarian by any means, but I believe the term for that is uh, some fucking bullshit, is what that is. There's no such thing as a vegan dog, but I will say this, it looked vegan too, it did. It was wearing, <laughs> it, it was wearing a vote for Jill Stein shirt and it was about to die is what it was, okay? <laughs> it was not doing fucking well at all. It was very bad. I don't know, I just feel like that's taking it too far, you know? Forcing your lifestyle upon the dog. I don't even know what's next, you know? It's like, happy Shabbat, Fido. Repeat after me, Baruch Hatam Adonai. You get what? Okay. <laughs> A little delay on that one, Pamela. Um, okay. Uh, do, uh, do you guys believe in manifesting? Do you guys believe in it? You believe in manifesting? 
I really want to believe in it. I really, really do want to believe in it. But the problem is the only people that advocate it are the hottest women I've ever seen. It's really tough to take what they say for it because they're just like, they get all this free shit and they're like, oh my God, it must be the universe <laughs> that loves me. It's too much. It doesn't work for the regular, it doesn't work for someone like me. I really, I don't, I don't think so. I've tried, you know, my friend. She's really into it. She comes up to me. She's like, Ian, you just got to close your eyes. You got to imagine what you want. You got to put it into the universe, and it'll come to you. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. So I close my eyes. I put it into the universe, and I was not doing cocaine with 2 chains and Turks and Caicos. So I don't think it worked. I call bullshit. I don't even think we want to live in a world where manifesting works. I don't think we do. Do we want to live in a world where our deepest wants come true? I want a lot of people dead. I do. A lot, a fair amount. If it starts working, we're gonna wake up tomorrow and my landlord will be dead on her kitchen floor. It'll be so bad. My landlord is also my mother, so I guess that's two birds. <laughs> that's two birds with one stone, I guess, with that one. Okay, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands, everyone. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail your set, but did you really say Baruf Atadonai? Okay, because that's hilarious. Because instead of Baruch Atadonai, Baruf. Because he says rough, 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 right? Baruf Atadonai. I don't know whether, I don't know if there's more. But is there more, is there more dog stuff in there? No, I don't think so. Rough, rough. Okay. Anyways. Yay, Ian, yay. All right. We have a big audience here, and I'm really excited about that. Keep the energy up. We're super excited. We've got, I'd love it when the room is full like this. It's amazing. Um, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Brady Pearson. Well, hello, Mutiny Radio. I'm Brady. How y'all doing? How's your week? How's your week been? How's your weekend? Well, how'd you spend your holiday? What'd you do? You rode your bike? Anybody else? Okay. Did anybody else? I mean, I spent the weekend doing my favorite thing. Talk sucky, anybody else? Anybody else do that? You know, my mother always said, do what you do best and be proud of it. Um, I just turned 53. Thank you. Come on. I look amazing. And, you know, I get to this point in my life, you know, when we think about what we've gone through, our pitfalls, our joys, and all of these things, and I just keep thinking about God, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Any other cocksuckers think that way? Is it too uncomfortable? I started doing the math. Uh, let's see. The average cock is what? You're what? Six? I was trying to be generous. Okay. You went up, went down. We call that a pass. That's a foot. There are, four, there are 5,480 feet in the mile. Right? I kept going 28, 108,000 feet, which is 26 miles, which is a marathon, which was my last weekend. Thank you. You know, ladies, it's, I'm really excited about like this whole, thank you, um, millennials, for giving us like a different view of gender. I really want to thank you all because finally I can have these fucking nails. Thank you, millennials. Because, you know, back in the 80s, this shit would have gotten my ass nailed to the floor. So now I can feel what it's like. I like okay. So I had this m ladies just help me with this, okay? So I woke up this morning. I just had my nails done over the weekend, and all of a sudden one just fucking broke off. 
and they all look, all of a sudden, they all look like shit, right? Am I right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so then I'm like, what if anybody sees me? What if somebody fucking sees me with these nails? Because you know I look so good in them, right? We all do, right? Man, this is not for you. Okay. So, ladies. So then I had to, like, call everywhere because it was the fucking holiday, right? Like, did it happen? And you know what? It did. Thank you. I got my fucking nails. Thank you. Thank you. I feel really good about that. Let's see. I'm trying to think, like, you know, men, I have some questions for you. Are there any alpha guys in the house? Alpha males? Okay, because I'm just wondering, because, like, does anybody hear this about this thing called the Twitters? Isn't this whole thing about alpha males on the Twitters? Isn't this thing, like, alpha male people, alpha males? Or am I, am I, I'm not. You guys don't see this? You really have never seen this? Alpha males, beta males? Oh, my God. Okay, well. Ah. You know, I feel so close to you all now. And I want to take you back to the fantasy of the boys' camp that never was, but could have been in Lake Putatinmi, Wisconsin. We would go flush from flush from the showers, being squeaky clean to go to the mess hall and join and sing in the, singing our theme song, and it went something like this. Excuse me. <coughs> I get a little choked up. <laughs> oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, I'm Brady. Brady appears in everyone array. All the gay, all day long. Brady Pearson. Yay! Uh, we are not halfway through yet, but stay, stick strong, stay fast. We've got a bunch of comedians, and they're all fantastic. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Emily Rudolph. <laughs> Hey everybody, um, how's it going? You really set me up with that last one because my nails look like shit, so um, it's okay though. They're all broken. Uh, <laughs> I binge pretty hard on true crime. Who else here loves true crime, right? That's, that's a little trendy right now, right? Like I actually uh, decorated for Christmas last year while watching the Jeffrey Dahmer special. That's a true story. Um, and I've been falling asleep lately wa watching uh, old episodes of To Catch a Predator on YouTube. And sometimes, recently, I've been waking up in a sweat in the middle of the night thinking that there's a man in my house, only to wake up and remember that I'm still alone. Uh, <laughs> did you know, actually, that the, the best way to escape an attacker is to act insane? You actually are supposed to out crazy. They're crazy. So they say to pretend to pull your hair, jump up and down, and the most efficient choice is actually to get naked. Um, it's to rip all your clothes off, and that's 100% true. Uh, so I've been practicing lately in public. I feel like I need to know this. You know, if something happens, I want to be ready. I want it to not be a second thought. And uh, then it hit me, like, how scared would I actually have to be for my brain to flip the switch and be like, all right, it's naked time. Um, <laughs> I like that joke because it's educational, so... Remember that, San Francisco. Um, <laughs> some of you guys might already know this about me, but I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you you know it. You're familiar. No. <laughs> Thank you for the support, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a it's a dry desert, and everything is trying to kill you. Um, and what it also means is that my dad is a Fox News dad, um, which Pam and I have bonded over. So <laughs> and what having a Fox News dad means is that my dad says ridiculous shit all the time. Um, he's been doing it since I was a little kid, and we, were, we used to go on summer vacation every year to Southern California. We were packing up the truck one year to go home, and I looked at my dad. I was a kid, you know, and I, I was like, man, I love it here, the beach, the sound of the ocean. I don't want to go home. And you have to understand, my dad, he's 6'7", he's 300 pounds, he's got a fat cigar hanging out of his mouth, not an ounce of expression on his face. And he looks at me and he just goes, stay then, you can sell your body to survive. So now I sell feet pics on OnlyFans and I'm giving comedy a try. Uh, <laughs> the fun part about that joke, thank you, the fun part about that joke is that um, I'm a marketing manager, so I have the Shopify app on my phone and when I'm home visiting my family, I will be like in the Starbucks line or in the grocery store or something like that. And it'll just go cha-ching and I yell, OnlyFans! Um, <laughs> and they love it. So recently, speaking of getting naked, uh, in my earlier joke, I was in a Victoria's Secret recently and I found myself looking at one of those bondage style bodysuits. You guys know the kind that I'm talking about? It's, it's the kind with all the slits and the slats that make you wonder where her nipple's supposed to go. Um, and so I was standing there looking at this thing and this Victoria's Secret girl comes prancing over to me. She's got like her boobs pushed up and a fanny pack, you know. And she is like, just picture how you good you'd look, you know, wearing this with your partner. Just picture how great you'd feel. And I had just eaten two boxes of buy one, get one pork buns from the restaurant next door. Um, and all I could think about is just being like curled up in a flesh burrito during sex just like skin popping out of all the little slats like the side of my great aunt's thighs from beneath the lawn chair. Um, anyway, thanks guys, that's all I got. <laughs> Emily Rudolph leaving us with the most awesome vision, yes. Uh, it's like when I'm trying to take off my Spanx, it looks like uh, one of those poppin' fresh doughs that you hit on the counter, poof, and it's like <laughs> Also, just of note, when my dad, when I was little, every time we'd hear a siren go by, he'd say, drug bust, Pam, they're after you. <laughs> and I'm like, they don't even do drugs, Dad. Not yet. Your next comedian, totally finding his voice and super excited that he's um, working hard at comedy. Clap your hands together for Dom Sims. Yay! Thanks for the music. That's good tunes. Hi, everybody. Good to see everybody here on a Monday night. Keep it rolling every Monday. Uh, so I used to watch Soul Train in amazement. It was the force and the power of the dancing. It was like watching ancient people performing ancient seance. It could be why people believed in voodoo. The witch doctors cursing someone or something. And in the backgrounds, their Bushman buddy dotted down with white paint looking like a gingerbread man. Driving it home uh, with crazy athletics moves. Uh, looking like the world's first hype man slash background dancer. But if you wanted to be on Soul Train, just being black didn't qualify you to actually go on the show. This is what I'm talking about. Because people would be literally kung fu fighting with tiger intensity. You'd see Dar Cor Don Cornelius sliding the fuck out of frame while he's bringing in the next song. That's because he's not trying to get kicked in the face with a goddamn platform. <laughs> yeah, because if that happened, it's reactionary. It's not going to be the same peace, love, and soul. Don brother that we know 
going to be Chicago, Southside, Bronzeville, Don Cornelius that we know. And Peace is going to be involved in the form of a two-piece washed out with an Undertaker chokeslam, okay? I've seen it too many times how reporters break character, you know, on television. Geraldo, Stone Phillips, a number of people. Um, bring in the next song. Because blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. And and everyone was sober, also on Soul Train. You know, can you imagine if everyone was doing drugs and drinking? It would make a Wu-Tang show where everyone is doing drugs and drinking look like R.E.M. Unplugged. All right. People wouldn't slow the fuck down during Soul Train. Heat Wave is performing always and forever. And you got a couple in the background doing rerunning the robot. All right. Um, this is my biggest problem. Like, I'm so like, how do you guys remember all this shit? <laughs> you know? So, so, so women, women, they put guys on a pedestal. Ladies, you're setting yourself up. Knock it off, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, we're as dumb as dogs. Well, dumb not as, dumb's not as much, uh, not as much, excuse me, not as much dumb as as much simple, all right? A furnished apartment to a guy is a television set in a bing bag chair, all right? Um, ask the average guy what he's thinking, and the honest answer is nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's biblical. It's in the Bible. Uh, and man said, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> In the New Testament, man says, oh, yes, ladies, your guy is retarded. Yeah. So, so, so when, he, when a guy tells you some retarded shit, believe that. All right. And there's not all guys are like that, you know, and those, those guys, they're called gay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have like little Q&A answers. I wrote some new ones and I'm pretty foul. I'm pretty fucked up person sometimes. Um, all right, so why is the ocean salty? Because the sky is bigger. What, what's, what's a drug addict's favorite movie? Speed. Do you know how you know you fucked a woman's brains out? She finally shuts the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good times, right? Uh, 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 uh. All right, Mutiny, we'll see you next time, all right? Thank you. <laughs> Lessons of comedy, always punch down on women. Hell yeah! Woo! You're <laughs> saying that was, uh, we all laughed. It was fine. So we're exactly at the halfway point. So we have 11 comics left. And your next comic, he's also new to the game, but he's, he's great. He's writing, he's working hard. Put your hands together for GD. Woo! Hi, hi, hi. Hello. What's up? Hi, Clementine. All right, uh, I was recently named as the best comedian in my apartment after my roommate left. I am a 90s kid and a 2000s loser. Recently, I had a fake fight with my imaginary girlfriend. My imagination sucks. My girlfriend doesn't. You guys know you cannot actually see the Great Wall of China from the moon, but you can see my depression. 
recently wrote a joke on vagina, it was so deep. <laughs> wrote a joke on penis, too long. Dark. <laughs> then I told a joke on death, it killed. Then I, do <laughs> then I told a joke on Osama bin Laden, bomb. I am an efficient person, I like to save time, so I only do 69. You understand? Two blowjobs at the same time. Time is important. I recently went to a speed dating event and once I entered it became a speed rejection event. <laughs> you know you're doing good when Pam's clapping. Uh, <laughs> last night my girlfriend asked me to take all her clothes off. Turns out she's not in the favor of cross-dressing. Then she told me that she realized that she's a lesbian. It's not the problem. Problem is she's still sleeping with me. I'm not even rich. What's going on? COVID lockdown was a great time for introverts and husbands who like wife beating. Uh, last month I went to Amsterdam. I hired two hookers, got them to the hotel room, told them, do whatever you like to do with each other. Went to the washroom, came back, they were gossiping. I should have given clearer instructions. I'm so single, man. I'm so single, I forgot how a vagina looks like. <laughs> I watch porn just to stay on up to date like oh this is how it looks like if you if you show me a picture of ear and vagina i won't be able to tell the difference <laughs> one hole both are okay i mean it, it's not a happy time when your friends are like dude i like milfs i'm like i like when the vagina is clear i fa i'm so single i fantasize i'm masturbating in my own fantasy they change underwear in the open in the locker room because they believe that nobody cares, nobody has the time to see, like you can just change your underwear. Then why do they all see when I'm masturbating in the open? Right. I like jumping jack. If I was a girl, I would like jumping Jill. <laughs> if I was a transgender, I would like jumping. I have the right to stay how I want to stay. You don't have anything to say to me, you arrogant prick. My mom and dad got divorced and then married each other. <laughs> All right, uh, last weekend uh, I found out I am gay. My dad found out he's a pedophile. <laughs> My granddad found out he likes a gay guy, a pedophile molesting a kid. Weekend well spent. All right, thank you. That was my time. GG, everyone. You you gotta uh, guys. There's little donuts up on the on the thing. Grab a donut. It looks like a little brown vagina. You can go uh, get used to that, GD. If you forget what it looks like, there's a little hole in the middle. Uh, your next comedian was that too gross? I'm sorry, but there are snacks up up there. If anybody wants a snack, go ahead. There's no weed in it. It's just a snack. 
Uh, your next comedian, a funny guy, clap your hands together for Waffiel Wolfgang. What's up, Mutiny Radio? How we doing, guys? Come on, come on, give up. San Francisco's listening. Come on, fucking, how are we doing? Like, let's, yeah, there we go, there we go. All right, thank you guys, thank you guys. Beautiful, beautiful crowd here tonight. So, um, I played, uh, I played water polo growing up. Uh, do you guys know what that is? You guys know, clap if you know what water polo is. Yeah? Got a few people? Okay, a few people. For those of you who don't, basically, water polo is basically like soccer in the water, but you use your hands, right? There's like two soccer goals. And uh, most of the game is played underwater, right? And the refs are up on the pool deck, and they can't really see what's going on underwater, so there's a lot of cheating in water polo, right? There's a lot of punching and a lot of scratching. But if you, like, really want to hurt your opponent, you know, you really want to get one up on them, you can't really punch him because the water will sort of slow down. your. So what you do is you squeeze his balls. And uh, that is 100% true, by the way. I wish it wasn't, but I've been grabbing balls competitively for, like, a very long time. A very, very long time. Like, like the first time I got my balls grabbed, I was 10 years old. And uh, that had nothing to do with water polo. <laughs> but, but the second time I got my balls grabbed, I was 13. That one fucking hurt. The first one I kind of liked. Second one hurt pretty bad. <laughs> second one hurt pretty bad, you know. Like, like, getting your balls grabbed is a little bit like getting nuked, right? Because there's nothing you can do about it. All you can really do is just nuke them back. And then you have a kid with a birth defect one day, you know? <laughs> Fucking brutal. I was telling, uh, I was telling my girlfriend uh, about the ball grabbing the other day, and uh, she goes, uh, "Do you count those ball grabs?" And I was like, "What does that mean? What, what do you mean?" She goes, "Do you put those ball grabs in the same list as the women you've had sex with?" And I was like, "No, babe, because I've grabbed way more balls. Why the fuck would I do that shit? I wouldn't do that to myself." Not like, not, it's not like, because it wouldn't be like bisexual anything. I've had sex with three women, and if I count the 400 balls I've grabbed, that's gay, right? <laughs> that pretty much is gay. It's not bisexual at all. It's a, three pussies and 400 balls is not the ratio of a, of a bi or a straight. That's the ratio of a gay guy who's had sex with three trans men. <laughs> really, I can't even defend myself. If you saw the list in person, I would just... I'd be like knee deep in a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit of testicles. And <laughs> you'd be like, hey, you're gay, right? And I'm like, what? No. Oh, no, no. See? Yeah, I got a pussy right here. Ha! I got you. <laughs> Not gay. Not gay. <laughs> Fucking brutal. It's been fucked with my head, too. You know, I've been grabbing about 15, 15 years of competitive ball grabbing. Can you imagine the toll that takes on you, takes on your psyche? Like the other day, this, uh, this gay guy came up to me. He was like, hey, you want to have some gay sex? Come on, let's have some gay sex. And I was like, no, dude, no, I don't want to do that. You, you, no, I'm, I'm straight. I don't want to, no, that's gross. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. You want to play some water polo? <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, only if you don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. <laughs> um, so uh, I was born in uh, 1997. So um, I, I, w I have a weird relationship with the Internet. You guys remember when the internet was all fucked up? You know what I mean? The internet was like the Wild West for a little while. Like, sure, social media wasn't around, but it was just all... But, like, Two Girls, One Cup came out when I was eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> it was not. Do you guys have any fucking idea how fucked up that was? That was fucked... Two Girls, One Cup came out before Pornhub. It means the first naked boob I saw had poop on it. Are you fucking... Have any fucking idea how fucked up that was? Super fun. Like, so, and I was born in 97, so I don't remember 9-11. Two Girls, One Cup was fucking my 9-11, man. Everything changed. Nothing was the same. Fucking, I was just sitting there staring at the screen in horror like, oh, my God, 
Girl number one just got hit with the turd. What's going on? Girl number two, <laughs> they're exploding. <laughs> and that's my time, guys. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you. Give it up for your host, Bam. Woo! Raphael Wolfgang bringing us back to two girls, one cup. Never seen it. You know what? I have to add that to my list of things that give me integrity in my life. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've never seen Two Girls, One Cup. I've never watched the movie Titanic. And I've never internet dated. I've never been on a dating app. So that's the thing. Those are the three things I hold above everyone. So I feel like I'm a better person. Uh, your next comedian is a way better person than me. She's my rock. We're going into a rock block, actually, of some of my favorite, favorite people and comedians. Um, your next comedian is so wonderful. She's actually headlining here. On March 18th, it's going to be amazing. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Oh, lady time. All right. Hang on, I have to look down here. Okay. You think when you get to be my age, you wouldn't be so awkward and self-conscious around people. Hi, how you doing? Okay. I know I'm ridiculous. The other day, yesterday, I met this guy for the first time, and we had a conversation, and it was really sweet. And then when we were leaving, I said, nice seeing you again. What, did I fall on my head between hello and goodbye? You know how else I'm ridiculous? My fashion sense hasn't changed since high school. Jeans, sneakers, and low self-worth. It's a look. It's not my fault I don't know how to dress. My mother didn't have any fashion sense either. Her only advice to me was, the pretty young bird can wear colors, but the plain fat bird should only wear black. You know, I'm pretty sure my mother did drugs. But one thing I am really good at, and I hate to brag because it's so unbecoming, but I'm an excellent anorexic. I'm really good at it. So if you've got any food you want to be ignored, I'm your girl. You he ever hear of anyone pimping themselves out for being an anorexic? Well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lauren, and I can help you lose those 10 extra pounds. Hire me, and you'll never look at food the same way again. Can't fight gravity. It's a law, for Christ's sake. And therefore, it's made by God, so it has to be good. So the next time you're berating yourself for your terrible posture, just know that if God wanted you to look like a question mark in your 80s, then so it should be. All right, that's a new one that will never be, see the light of day again. Fuck it. How come there's Thomas Wolfe and Michael J. Fox, but you never hear a word about Edward Gorilla or Judy Tarantula? There's Dane Cook and Karen Carpenter, and Robert Taylor. But where is Peter Proctologist and Johnny Pimp? You never hear a word about them. We say someone is under the weather, but is anyone ever over the weather? I'm over this weather. We don't say I'm beside the weather or you're for or against the weather. But whether or not you say weather in your day, it's, it needs a punchline, that one. Fuck that joke. All right, how about a song? 
Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. Um, all right, thank you. You ever get high and zone out on your mother's name? Evelyn, Evelyn, who are you and why did you procreate, you evil sorcerer, you? Trying to take over the world with your neurotic, Jewish, anorexic, clinically depressed, slightly suicidal excuse for a daughter? How is that supposed to help? Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> you ever get high and think, is it angel food cake or angel food cake? And why not just angel cake? We don't say pumpkin food pie, do we? One more. You ever get high and say, this shit is funny. I'm going to write it down. And then you find it later and wonder when the cat learned to draw. All right, let's go get high. Ooh, the fabulous Lauren Kraut. Hooray. Again, go see her. Or, well, she's booked all the time. But here at Mutiny Radio, Saturday, 8 o'clock on March 18th. She's going to be headlining. It's going to be amazing. Hooray. Your next comedian is another one of my favorite people in the whole universe. And he's so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. And I'm your doctor when you need. Want some coke? Have some weed. You know me. I'm your friend. Your main boy. Thick and thin. I'm your pusher man. And I was like, man, I, I don't ghost people. I, I poltergeist people so I can still have an effect on the material plane and get my shit back. That's a good, deep ghost joke. So anyone. How, how do you explain storks to orphans? Well, well, you see, Jimmy, uh, birds are nervous little fucks with questionable work ethic. Uh, funny side fact about that joke. When I typed it out, my phone auto-corrected fucks to ducks. And I did want to give it credit for, like, it's very appropriate for a bird joke. But I, again, emphasize I did mean fucks. Uh, well, you see, Jimmy, uh, somewhere on I-95, there's two storks arguing in a wood-paneled minivan. And one of <laughs> Oh, I noticed you made worms again. <laughs> well, that's what we eat, Jeff. Okay, we're omnivores. We eat assorted nuts and worms. Yeah, I was just, just noticing. Oh, this is because I won't lay another egg, isn't it? Oh, I'm not saying anything. We only lay two to three eggs a year. Any more would be unhealthy. What, you want me to bring it up with God? I didn't say anything that you couldn't lay eggs. Why don't you just ask where we're going? This thing is already shit from two different holes. We need to deliver it. I know where I'm going, Karen. Well, just go south, Jeff. I'm going south! 
and that's why you don't have parents. <laughs> I mean, orphans are lucky that any of them get the like that any of them find homes at all. It's just like when a human fails to deliver a baby. Okay, that's a big deal, a big emotional thing. When a bird fails to deliver a baby, that makes sense. Like, I probably shouldn't have slapped a return label on my newborn and left it in a reliable-looking nest. <laughs> That's my fault. I didn't deserve a, a child. Ah, uh, pigeons. They're all like, pigeons can deliver stuff in the war, right? They're like, oh, carrier pigeons. What brave soldiers they were. We fucking kidnapped those pigeons, and they were just trying to get home. <laughs> Their only skill is running home. And we took them to a war zone where that would make them deserters and therefore traitors. We did pigeons dirty. That's all I'm saying. Uh, PTSD. It stands for pigeons take shits. Damn. <laughs> that was just a side note. Yeah, you ever see, you, you think a pigeon looks fucked up? You ever seen a pigeon with PTSD? <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I believe uh, that San Francisco is, is fog. It's called Carl. Um, you can take this with you. I call all pigeons I see Carl. And I see, and any really fucked up pigeons are Carl with a Q, okay? And then you have forest Carls, and those are raccoons. Uh, that's just an insight into my life. Thank you. Have a good night. Spencer Divine, everyone. That was amazing. Your new stork stuff is amazing. That's all brand new. I've never heard that before, and that's so exciting. I have new, memori I have new jokes of yours to memorize. <laughs> Fantastic storks. Your next comedian, another one of my favorite people. We're just in a rock block right now. He's just lovely and wonderful, and he actually has, I think it's already pre-signed all full up, but it's Go see it anyways. It's in the marina, the marina mic, the fourth Thursday of the month. But you can also see him at Silver Cloud, the first Tuesday of the month, where he produces a show. Clap your hands together for Josh Katsky. Yay! It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Pam, you have so many favorite people. That's incredible for you. Do you guys ever feel like you're getting dumber? Yeah. Last night, I thought I lost my phone, so I called my phone from my phone. All right, we're going to skip that one. Uh, I, was in a, I was in a fraternity in college, and uh, a lot of people think badly about fraternities. You think like 100 douchey dudes. It's, most fraternities are like 12 guys in a basement. Like my fraternity was 12 guys in a basement looking for a way to get insurance for our parties, and that's why we formed a fraternity, which is my way of telling you I was in the Jewish fraternity. Now <laughs> uh, what else we do up here? <laughs> Forgot what I was gonna do. Oh yeah, um, I don't know, a lot of people give shit to fraternities though. I hear this a lot, they're like, oh, you were in a fraternity. What, do you buy your friends? That's all a fraternity is, is a way to buy your friends. Yeah. Did you know that you could just buy friendship? <laughs> you can't make me feel bad for that. I've spent money on way stupider stuff than friendship. 
I own Despicable Me 2 on Blu-ray and DVD. You're telling me I could have used that money for friendship? <laughs> uh, I, there, there are a lot of uh, people who don't like fraternities, though, uh, and it can get you into trouble sometimes. I remember in college I was, in a, I was at a party one time, and we brought this beer bong and a backpack full of beers, and we were like, you know, everyone can take one, and it was fun, and this one girl asked us, to do one, and so we were like, sure, and we cracked the beer in front of her, and we poured it in front of her, and she was about to drink it, and then some guy off to the side was like, hey, they probably roofied that. And that's, that's social checkmate. There is nothing I can do in that situation that'll make it okay. I can't be like, dude, why'd you tell her? Um, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't just leave and be like, ah, you got me, damn it. So I did the only thing that I could think of that would make sense is I just drank it myself and I left. And the rest of the night, it's kind of fuzzy. As in, I roofied myself is where that punchline was going. I took a, all right, let's do this. You guys ever have a terrible Uber driver, but you're in their car so you still kind of have to take their side. I was on the way here and I had to be like, no dude, you are absolutely right. They should not expect you to stop at every stop sign. As ridiculous. No, strollers should count as a vehicle, yeah. Yeah, no, that woman did not have the right of way. All right, we got a minute left. I'm gonna do some really stupid ones for you. Uh, you guys remember Flat Stanley? If you have that project, it was like a little boy made out of paper. Did you hear that he died recently? He was torn in half. And I just want to be the first one to say, rip. Yeah, you motherfuckers like puns. Uh, I've been told to have a thick skin by the rabbi who performed my bris. <laughs> All right. Last one. I was on a mission to make the most hated clean joke I could. Uh, so Israel-Palestine conflict. You guys think uh, the West Bank belongs to the Jews or what? Yes, no, no. You think you guys don't think you guys don't think the West Bank is like a little bit Jewish? I mean, come on. Palestine. All right, thanks for your time, guys. Josh Kotsky, you're so fucking clever. I love your smart, weird, clever wordplay jokes. There's a there's a room for everyone. It's fantastic. And I, I love Josh's jokes. I think he's incredible. Um, all right, people outside, stop being so loud. It's really distracting to me. I don't know if it is to the other people inside, but your next comedian, hey, he's so funny and wonderful. Also, oh my God, what happened to your knee? Put your hands together for Dan Britton. Uh, I wasn't gonna talk about this, but uh, I'll, I'll just tell you the story. I was just backstage. Spencer happened, or Spencer asked me, "What happened to your knee?" I said, "I heard it weightlifting." He said, "Oh, good for you for trying to better yourself." And I looked at him. I was like, "Well, you see where it got me. <laughs> Same place, different day." Um, what did I want to talk about? Um, excuse me. <laughs> uh, Pam gives the best intros for comedy shows, doesn't she? I just want, like, you know how you go to a restaurant and whenever they bring the dish up to you, like, they'll announce the dish? I just want the waiter to announce 
a dish like a comedy show one time. Like Rogelio just sees something that's in the back. It's the fish tacos. <laughs> this one's going to give you a heart attack because we use processed turkey. It is the turkey frittata. This one gave me diarrhea yesterday. I'm serving it to you today. Who had the carne asada? <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for the half size Trey Lance lookalike with the blue beanie behind you guys. <laughs> what else did I want to talk about? Oh, uh, I, I have an iPhone and I, I'm part of like 15 group chats. A couple of years ago, uh, somebody put into a group chat and noticed saying that uh, their mother had passed away. It was tremendously sad. And uh, a bunch of the people in the group chat hearted that. I didn't know the right way to respond, so I just did the thumbs down. <laughs> hey, my mom died. Uh, what's up, guys? You got some beautiful hair, man. You prefer man, miss, or something else? This is fine. You know, I, I can't, I can't uh, flirt with misses like like misses, plural miss, in San Francisco anymore. I, I'm a single straight guy in San Francisco, and boy, is that inconvenient. Uh, if you don't know, the, the numbers of math are not in my favor. There's a huge, uh, huge surplus of men and a deficit of women. And uh, I can't go to bars because there are no women there to flirt with. So now what do I do? I pick up bitches in the nail salon. <laughs> like damn girl are those french tips speaking of tips <laughs> you want to go back to my place <laughs> yeah disgusting okay <laughs> no wonder i can't get laid <laughs> uh i just uh, i wasn't going to talk about this but i guess i'll just talk about it i just uh i'm buying a house in uh, San Francisco. Yep. Oh, yeah. Great for me. Yep. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you know what it's like to be the brokest motherfucker in the room in every room that you go into? <laughs> I'm worth negative $1.3 million, guys. <laughs> name, name one thing. Can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my god, you got a new house, you'll have to decorate. With what? You'll need a bed, you'll need some plates. It's like, yeah, I don't have the money for that. <laughs> Good night. Dan Britton. Now that you have a house, you'll find it's probably easier to get laid. All right, your next comedian. He's lovely and wonderful, and I'm so glad he's here. He works at Cobbs. That's just so he knows who he is. Put your hands together for Johnny Nutsin. All right, how's everyone doing? Yeah, give it up for Pam one more time. Yeah. I feel like I look like the kind of guy that like isn't allowed to buy Studafed from Walgreens. You know? They're like, dude, you're maxed out. We think you're making math with that. I don't know. I've been uh, I've been waking up tired, you know, and someone's like, well, what's your sleep routine? I'm like, my sleep routine is 
pretty much is going from a really big screen to a really small screen, you know? So I'll, like, start with the TV, you know, and then I'll be, like, watching Netflix. And I'm like, all right, I think I need to go on my computer, you know? And then I go to my computer, read some people's opinions. I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to go to my phone now, you know? And then I go to my phone, and once my eyes hurt, you know, I just, I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to, I think it's time to be unconscious, you know? So I just drift off to sleep. And then I'm asleep for, like, 90 seconds, and then I wake up, and I'm like, fuck, I got to jack off, you know? <laughs> And then I go on Facebook. No, I, I skip my phone. I skip my computer. I go straight to the TV, you know? I think, por like, watching porn on a TV, that's, like, got to be the most wholesome way to watch porn, right? I mean, I'm like, you're not just, like, fucking, like, shoving, like, taking porn out of your pocket on your, on your phone. It's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's wicked to me. Um, I, uh, I was at a party with my brother the other day. He was introducing me to people. He was going, hey, this is my little brother, Johnny. He looks like Jason Statham, but if he spent his entire day on QAnon forums. I'm like, dude, you can't be saying that. It's pronounced QAnon, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't go on that shit, you know, but I do live at home, and I am a bald guy, you know? And I feel like once Google figures out that you're a bald guy that lives at home, it's like, we're going to radicalize that fucker, you know? <laughs> So I'm just out here trying to not get radicalized for the most part, you know, because I get, like, crazy shit recommended to me, you know. It's like, you know, 10-minute home workout, five signs you're autistic, the truth about January 6th, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, kicking that shit away, <laughs> you know. No, you can't be clicking on that. Or you can. I don't know. <laughs> I, um, I was a real dumb kid, you know, and I feel like if you're a dumb kid, you're just dumb, you know. <laughs> like, that's your lot, you know, because if you're, like, a smart kid that's a dumb adult, something got you, you know. Like drugs, maybe got a couple dingers off the head, maybe molested or something. But I was a dumb kid, you know. And like my favorite, my favorite class was sex ed, you know, because you could like ask the teachers anything, right? That was like the best time of the year. He's like, oh, I can ask anything. They have to answer, you know. You could be like, hey, Mr. G, I got a quick question for you. If I were to like chop my dick off and then shove it in my asshole, is that gay? He's like, uh, well, that's unfortunate that you asked that. Uh, uh, well, first of all, that'd be a medical emergency, but uh, it is gay. Yes, <laughs> it is gay. Uh, <laughs> no. Can I, uh, can I be vulnerable with you guys for a second? Is that cool? I got two really hot sisters, you know? And that's a weird thing, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just want to get on the record, like, I don't want to have sex with them, you know? Because that would be weird, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's better that I have hot sisters over ugly sisters, though, because then I'd be up here talking about ugly sisters, you know? But can you imagine if, like, people here, you want to have sex with your ugly sisters? They're like, ew, it's disgusting, you know? Disgusting and wrong, right? Here you want to have sex with your hot sisters, and they're like, ew. <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would say that, but uh, my sisters don't know how they, I, they don't really like that, but they're like, thanks for calling me, calling us hot, you know, but everything else is disturbing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I don't know. They think I need to go to therapy, you know, but anytime I go to therapy, I just like lie because I want to bang the therapist, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, how's your sex life? I'm like, it's fucking great, you know, <laughs> next question. All right, that's been all my time. Get up for Pam, get up for yourselves. It's so appropriate, his last name, because he clearly wants to bust a nut somewhere. Your next comedian, he's new to the room, and I'm excited that he made it here. Put your hands together for Harvey Walsh Avon. Oh. 
So I was at Planned, Par uh, Planned Parenthood earlier this week, just hanging out. Not because I have chlamydia. Don't get me wrong, I definitely have chlamydia. Um, but that's not why I was at Planned Parenthood. Um, oh, the antibiotics make my stomach hurt way more than chlamydia has ever made my pee burn, so I've decided I'm going to keep it. And my body, my choice. Don't worry. This <laughs> no, sorry, bud. Um, don't worry. This isn't going to be a whole gross bit about STDs, about abortion too. If that makes you uncomfortable, it's okay, because my mom tried to kill herself, and that's like an abortion once removed. <laughs> I have the path. So I was sitting in the lobby at Planned Parenthood, uh, and they were playing a movie called Thirteen Going on Thirty which if you didn't know, is about a girl who goes to sleep on her 13th birthday and wakes up as a 30-year-old woman. I think that's pretty on brand for Planned Parenthood. They're really committed to letting you know life comes at you quick. Like, for the ladies, at least. For the babies, life never comes at all, so they can relax. Speaking of ladies, there were about a dozen in the room. Um, like four, they were there with couples, and like eight, they were by themselves, and I was the only single guy. And I got my single guy brain spinning. And I was thinking, what more could you ask for? All these girls are guaranteed to be clean in like a week max. <laughs> and just a shot in the dark here, they're also probably not sticklers for a condom. As for the couples, I personally haven't heard about the strengthening effects of abortion on a relationship. So they're probably on the rocks too. And these girls, if they're willing to go through with an abortion, they ride or die chicks. Well, they ride at least. I think they leave the dying up to someone else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't pick up women at Planned Parenthood. That would be gross. The real reason I brought up being the only single guy there was because it means that guys aren't getting checked as much as we should. Okay. We're the super spreaders of STDs. It's kind of like being the best at it. So add that to our, <laughs> add that to our list. So to be fair, I was the only single guy there, um, but I wasn't the only guy there. There were guys there with their girlfriends, and I think that's a responsible thing to do, um, especially after you've done the most irresponsible thing you're ever going to do, okay? I recommend being responsible a little earlier in the pregnancy, maybe like three seconds before you come in your high school girlfriend, but <laughs> that's just me. Jokes aside, I do think it is important for guys to show up for their girlfriends and go to Planned Parenthood with them. Um, because Planned Parenthood can be a scary place, you know? You might get weird looks when you walk in. They might ask you some invasive questions. I'm going to be there in the corner writing jokes about your situation. <laughs> you know? Pretty fucked up situation. Um, so seeing all these guys with their girlfriends made me think that guys will probably never treat a woman better than in the lobby of an abortion clinic. Which I think is ironic, because women will never treat a baby worse. Thanks, that's all I got. Yay for Harvey! Keep your hands clapping. That was the first time he's ever been here. Was that your first time ever? Oh my gosh, so congratulations, your second time, yay! Clap your hands together for him. Okay, um, clap your hands together for me, it's my turn. 
I'm so glad that you did abortion jokes. That was awesome. Because I have abortions older than you. That's a fact. That's absolutely, yeah. How cute is your dad? Because you're darling. I want to be your stepmom. Can I be your stepmom? No? You're darling. Do you, is your dad cute? Yeah, my ex-husband was black. Your dad's black? You're half black? I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not, I can, we can do that later. I don't want to waste my time. You just don't, I just would never have guessed that you, did that work on your college applications? Uh, <laughs> was that really helpful? Good. I'm so glad. Is your dad rich? All right. It's okay. I'm a socialist. How much do you hate your mom? Oh, good. I could be the puzzle piece that would make Easter so much fun. How much do you like ketamine? Because this Easter, this Easter could be lit. We could have a really fun time together. Cool. Good. I'm single too. It's fun. I had my first abortion in 1995, and that's 28 years ago. And I only have one regret about my first abortion, uh, and that's I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. Ah! I love 28-year-olds! I love 28-year-olds. They're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. Are you intermittent fasting? Who's doing it? You're doing it. Yeah, you're microdosing food. That's so cute. Oh, oh, you're, you're, oh, we're intermittent fasting. You're going to mansplain anorexia to me? Come on. I've been doing this for 30 years. Oh, but I only eat when the sun is in the northwest corner of the sky. You have an eating disorder, sir. <laughs> Come on. I should know. I used to be bulimic. And bulimia is amazing for the American economy because it makes you four times the consumer. So they love that. Uh, but I wanted to be known as an environmentalist. So I used to vomit into the composting. Right? Renew, regurgitate, recycle. <laughs> that highly... Acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa, 2020 Pinot. It'll be delicious. Yay. So um, I had a rough Valentine's Day. I don't know. Does anyone have love in your life? <laughs> oh, good. I go, we're all in the say, oh, we love that for you. That's the new white lady way of saying, like, fuck you. I'm so jealous. Oh, I love that for you. So it was a difficult week for me last week. So I did a bunch of acid to try to get my head together. That <laughs> Not effective. Well, effective, just not, didn't help. So I... <laughs> Last Saturday, I thought for about four hours about breast milk. Oh, yeah. No, it's amazing. Women, we have a gland in our body that when the hormones are right, we secrete a liquid that has both nutritive and calorative content. And it feeds children. That, this, this magic. It's mind-blowing. This, this doesn't freak you guys out. This is crazy, right? But then we're like... Oh, this is so amazing. What we're going to do is we're going to get animals. We're going to enslave them. We're going to make them have babies. We're going to eat their babies. And then we're going to squeeze their tit juice, and we're going to homogenize it and pasteurize it. We're going to make it into cream cheese and sour cream. Delicious, wonderful things. Uh, but the vegans can't eat it, right? So you can't ask consent from the cow. But I was thinking... I could use my body in the way God intended, not to have a baby because that's gross, but to milk my tits, right? To make cheese to save the vegans. 100% consent-based milk. Vegans can eat this cheese. And vegans are, <laughs> vegans are so sad because they never eat cheese. I'm like, oh, my God. If I had to <laughs> seriously, if I had to choose between sex and cheese for the rest of my life, 100% cheese. <laughs> I'm absolutely going cheese. So I feel terrible for the vegans. But this is what I was also thinking. Men, you have the ability to create a liquid with both nutritive and calorative content all the time. Now, I'm not advocating that babies suck dick. That's not what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is that we could, 
you know, we could milk it and we could, you know, we could pasteurize it and we could homogenize it, right? Because maybe in your ball sack is the key to solving world hunger. Maybe when the Bible said, do not spill your seed upon the ground, it had nothing to do with masturbation. You're supposed to eat that shit, right? We can homogenize it. We can pasteurize it. We can save the world with nut butter. Okay. Sometimes that joke works really well, and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm like, I have to figure out that, 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 that. Um, so the, the boys, Jared's friends, you showed up, but I don't have your names. How many of you are you? Where, raise your hands, Jared's friends. Jesus, there's four of you? Three of you. Okay, so you're the three. You're the last three. You know you want to go up. Look, there's a full fucking room. You're going up. You're going up, you're going up right now. Um, so why don't you mad dog each other and find out which one wants to go up first? Because I only know you as Jared's friends. I think one's named Cain, like Abel, Cain and Abel. Like you murdered, did you murder your brother too? Or you were murdered, Cain, yes, right. Your parents must hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry they named you Cain. <laughs> okay, you're for, I'm going to bring you up first since I just roasted you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Cain. And so uh, shout out Jared for trying to get us on and everything, and uh, shout out Pam for letting us go last, even though we weren't supposed to. Thank you, Pam. Everyone else so far, you guys fucking killed it tonight. Y'all were hella funny. Uh, probably not going to be as funny, but it's okay. Let's get this shit. So uh, the other day, me and Anthony went to an open mic, and we fucking bombed. It sucked. It was embarrassing. You know, if you've done open mic before, you've probably bombed once or twice, and you know, like, there's few feelings, you know, more embarrassing than standing in front of a room full of people and feeling like a fucking idiot, you know? And you're just kind of standing there like, uh... Oh, wow, this is fucking bad. I, you know, I better get down. I better, get, you know, better stop what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, I can actually think of one thing that's a little bit more embarrassing than fucking bombing in front of a room full of people. And honestly, that's owning an Android. <laughs> I've been, and I, hey, I've had Android since I was 12 years old, which means since I was 12 years old, since I started talking to chicks, which I didn't really start doing until later because, you know, I was an ugly little fuck growing up, I was, I was sending dick pics on Android. And that shit is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing worse than sending a picture of your dick to some girl who's like, I'm fucking hot. I want to fuck you right now. And you're like, oh, dude, I got something to show you. You fucking take a pic real quick, and she's like, you know, text you back. She's like, you think this is funny? You think this is a fucking joke? Like, I'm trying to fuck, and you're sending me pictures of a fucking naked mole rat? <laughs> or a mozzarella cheese stick? Like, what the, what, the fuck, what the fuck is that? You think that's funny? No? No, it's not. It's embarrassing, you know? And yeah, you know, my dick is really pale. It's like palish printer paper, honestly. Just keep it in a buck with you. You know, it's bad, you know, and like, you know, kind of similar to you. It's like, you know, people assume, oh, you know, this guy's just white. And it's like, you know, I am mixed, but I, I don't like to make a point about it because I, I don't really give a fuck. I'm like Elizabeth Warren, right? You know, I'm not an Elizabeth Warren type. You know what I mean? She's going on TV for months trying to get cool points and shit being like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, I don't really have a problem with it. This is what it is. I don't really give a fuck. But I was kind of thinking about it. And it's like all this talk about her doing this DNA test and fucking Everybody on the news is getting all excited. Honestly, I haven't seen people more excited about DNA tests since Mari Povich. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's out here fucking, she's out here got people so excited for her DNA test results and everything. You know, I was just imagining, like, what if they actually made a Mari Povich show for the racially confused? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you get these people out here, and they fucking get on there, and they're like, you know, you got, so you got a, there was this other Republican, I forget his name, but, you know, he was like, Tun Elizabeth Warren, he was like, you know, well, I'm part Indian, too. I better get a million dollars and open a casino. You know, just ignorant. Ignorant shit, right? But I'm, I'm thinking, it'd be funny as fuck. If, you, if they weren't politicians, you put them somewhere they could just be laughed at. That'd be funny as fuck. Think about it. You know, she fucking walks up there. 
And you got Maury, and he's like, all right, today, for the results of Elizabeth Warren, we're going to reveal, what is she? What's the deal? What's going on? You know, the fucking crowd's going wild. They're like, you want to see the results? And she's up there screaming. She's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you guys are going to fuck it. You guys are going to learn. You know, I am what I said I am. Like, you know, all this shit, trying to prove a point, all ignorant. And you got this other guy up there. He's like this Republican, and he's like, shut up, cracker. You ain't fucking nothing. You ain't nothing. <laughs> you ain't nothing. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we'll see what you're calling Cracker when these fucking DNA test results come back, all right? And then Marty's like, settle down, settle down, crowd, settle down. We got the DNA results right here. And the results of Elizabeth Warren. You are only kind of a Cracker. And everyone fucking goes crazy, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then, you know, it sparks four more months of arguments and controversy. And it never goes anywhere. So uh, I got one minute left. I want to hit you guys with some one-liners real quick. So uh, there was this other guy last week, and he did this joke where he said, you know, I'm a necrophiliac from the fucking waist down talking about he likes to, you know, fuck chicks in a wheelchair. And, you know, I got to thinking, I was like, what do you call eating paralyzed pussy? Meals on wheels. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I got one more one-liner for you. So, uh... Growing up with an animal hoarder is intense, you know? I think growing up with an animal hoarder, I probably buried more pets than a serial killer. (laughs) Thank you, that's all I got. Yay, keep your hands clapping for Kane. Yay. Kane does kill, that was lovely, yay. All right, which one of these, uh, which one of, I just know you as Jared's friends now. I just remembered Kane. Okay, what's your name? Put your hands together for Anthony, everyone. Cut that music off hella quick. There's a city in Northern California called Weed. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Um, uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> you go into any gas station or store there, and they just got iHeartWeed branded, like New York shirts or like marijuana leaf beanies. And I just can't imagine the shame of needing to grow up in a shitty gift store. Um, like, well, yeah, we, all right, uh, fuck it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, dude, I'm just wondering how many other, like, fucking gag store-related cities are in this country, for real. Like, I've never met anyone from, like, Cum, Massachusetts, or, like, Penis, Wyoming. Um, <laughs> this is fucked up, but, um, I don't know, dude, hysteria used to be a diagnosable medical illness, which is not good, you know? You shouldn't be able to send your wife to the psych ward because <laughs> you lost an argument about who fucking fed the quail or some <laughs> shit. It, but when you think about it, the Salem witch trials is just kind of like reverse me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, they fucked up by calling it misogyny. That sounds like a field of study. Um, <laughs> you just call someone a misogynist, they're like, nah, dude, I got kicked out of medical school, brother. I was too busy calling bitches whores in the quad. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Anthony, that was a super hot too. That was great. Everybody keep clapping for Anthony. Yay. Hot too. 
And that's that's great. If you have two and you can kill it, just do two. That was amazing. Um, your next comedian, who's your third friend? Sandro. Sandro, get up here and the first Sandro. Hello? Okay. I'm not as drunk as I was last time. Uh, <laughs> can I be honest with you guys? Kamala Harris is a fucking MILF. For real. Uh, she's pretty and all, but I just feel like she'd be a wretched sugar mama. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like after fucking her, she would just throw cash at me like a cheap whore and be like, just be like, Listen, I got to revoke this weed dealer's parole for the fifth time. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck. It's a lot of shit going on in SF right now. Fucking huge fentanyl problem. You know, they're saying, like, don't pick up folded bills on the floor, especially downtown. That's good awareness to spread, right? But maybe we should hold that from our depressed friends. Because I feel like if you hate yourself and you see a dollar on the, bi on <laughs> a dollar on the floor... Either way, it's your lucky day. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck. All right, what the fuck else I got? I'm a straight dude, and I feel like, you know, we don't want to go to therapy, but I feel like therapy for a, for a guy is kind of like getting your ass ate for the first time. You know? <laughs> like, you don't want... You don't... <laughs> yeah, you get it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> These fuckers get it. <laughs> God damn. All right, last thing. So I used to work at a Whole Foods for the whole fucking Trump presidency. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, huh? I was a cashier. Miserable. Uh, <laughs> and it was uh, right when fucking Amazon bought Whole Foods, right? So both these companies in the same store. And it's like being in there with these two conglomerates. It's like I feel like I'm a toddler stuck in a bathtub with two alligators that are just fucking and fighting each other. But you learn about shit there. One thing I learned is if you're an Amazon employee, you can fuck on Amazon property. And this is a real fucking story. Basically, there was a fit young couple, you know? They kind of look like my boys in the third row, but with less facial hair and bigger tits, right? <laughs> they got caught fucking three times in the, uh, well, let me not give the location. In the parking garage, they got caught three times fucking. Didn't get fired. They got reassigned like the fucking Vatican. Except they weren't fucking kids, I hope. All right, that's all I got. Yay! Sandro, everyone, yay! Yay, Sandro. The only reason I derailed you and asked you about Whole Foods is I've always wanted to fuck a cheese guy. Like I, like it would be the best of both worlds for me if I could like fuck the cheese. If the cheese guy brought me home like nine kinds of cheeses, I would. I mean, I would lose my fucking mind. Guy in the red shirt, you have a. Guy in the red shirt with the beard. You looking both ways. You have a notepad in your hand. Did you come to do jokes? All right. What's Gray. your name? Gray. Put your hands together for Gray, everyone. Yeah. So, hello. Hi. So, full disclosure, I'm recording this, so... If you laugh, you consent to having your laughs recorded tonight. Hi, I'm Ray, and uh, it's honestly really tough for me to be up here, uh, not because I'm shy or stage fright or anything. Uh, I don't have a fight or flight response, 
uh, I have a flight or shite response. <laughs> so if you put me in an uncomfortable situation, my first response is just to immediately evacuate my entire system. And another compounding factor in that is that the closer I get to a bathroom when I have to go to the bathroom, the more urgent it gets. So I sit out there looking at this stage knowing that I'm gonna be up here two feet from a toilet <laughs> and the intensity grows. Uh, I don't have irritable bowel syndrome, but I definitely don't have unflappable bowel syndrome either. I think I probably have like, maybe like grumpy, mild, mild angsty bowel syndrome. Um, I am turning 38 next month. Uh, so thank you, thank you. 40 or 25 months to 40. Uh, and I'm in the process, I'm on the spectrum of going from uh, interesting to, to happy. Uh, which is why I had to come out here tonight uh, because I literally, I'm now I'm running late for hosting dinner for a couple of our friends. I'm, I'm married and our entire social life now is having other couples over for dinner. It happened abruptly, but that's all we do anymore. So I have to escape out to things like open comedy. Uh, uh, I'm almost 40 and I don't have any letters to my name. Uh, I, I have friends who have MBAs, they're MDs, they're PhDs. Uh, and the only letters I can get anyone assigned to me are ADHD and OCD. Uh, but I've taken uh, those two conditions into my own hands and I treat them with uh, THC and NPR. Uh, my, uh, my wife and I, we got a dog during COVID. Uh, and this tells you something about my life. Uh, we, n we now, there's, there's my wife and myself and our dog. Blue, and we do a voice for Blue. And Blue's just like, oh, I love you, mom and dad. I, I really, I think you're great. We do the voice. And it, the other day, my wife said, did you hear what Blue said the other day? I was like, oh, we're at that point. She thinks she's actually talking now. Um, I'm actually here. Why am I doing comedy? Uh, I, I started out as an artist. I went to school for painting. But to be a painter, you have to, you have, to have a studio. And like, you know, it's, it's expensive to get a studio around here. I don't want to have a studio. So I downgraded. I became a musician. All you need to have is an instrument. Uh, but it turns out you actually have to like know how to play it. You have to know how to sing or, or write a song. So I was like, get rid of the instrument. We're going we're gonna to come down a level and we're going to be comedians. I don't need anything. I just get up there. But then it turns out you have to have like written material. And so that's why I'm thinking next I'm just going to be one of those guys who stand still out in public, statue people, right? I mean, it's the least, it's, the, it's not low effort, but it's the least material needs for an artistic performance. So come out and see me on Fisherman's Wharf this weekend. I'll be the guy standing still. Thanks, everyone. Yay! Hooray for Ray! Well, we did it, everyone. That was amazing. Um, we fit everyone in who pre-signed and stuff. And um, please follow us on the Instas, on the Mutiny Radio SF. That would be awesome if you did that. And if you ever want to give us money, our Venmo is at Mutiny Radio. And thank you for all the comedians who donated to pre-sign. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so thanks again. We do this every Monday and Friday at 6 o'clock. You can listen to it later. Oh, my God, thank you so much. Oh, my God, I love $2 bills. You can listen to it later on mutinyradio.fm. Are you going to say something important? Say something. Or you're just up there eating donuts. Please eat donuts. 
and Turkish Delight up at the top, and we'll see you guys next time. Yay! The one and only Pam Benjamin. $25. Yeah, no, because we're talking about that thing that's happening on Saturday, March 18th thing. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, we know a couple things. Yeah. Um, I, I feel confident. You know, it's on March 18th. We got that much. Okay, we got a day. 8 p.m. Uh, eight, 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 we got a time. Cool. Okay. That Mutiny Radio. We got a place. Uh, Where's that? Mutiny Radio. Oh, I think it's uh, 2781 21st Street. Oh, yeah, because I got to put it on the poster Okay. Uh, $25. That's uh, pretty reasonable. You might not. Well, plus, you know, who's going to be headlining is Lauren Kraut. Whoa. Yeah. But it's pretty important. What are we going to call that? I don't know. What are we going to call the show? I don't know. Because it it's got to be something big and epic. Because she's yeah. been to like, Cobb's Punchline. She's yeah, headlining yeah, yeah. Place, you got to right? think Kraut of the Box. Wow. Huh? What if it was more like a like a Krautastic voyage? Oh, that's some pretty Krautical thinking on your part, Dominic. <laughs> I kraut hardly wait to go see that show. Uh, one, two, three strikes. You're kraut. I didn't. Yeah. I okay. I'm. Be, I'm gonna. I'm gonna step in here and let's just call it. Mutiny Radio presents Lauren Kraut. That How about good. that? Oh, it's very straight. Very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I right? guess if you yeah. want to be all business about it. Ooh, Ooh business. So it'll, it'll be like Mutiny Radio presents your headliner Lauren Kraut Saturday March 18th at uh. 8 p.m. Featuring, At, featuring Pam Benjamin. Featuring the one and only Pam Benjamin. $25, 8 p.m. Cool. And it's at Crowd of This World. Crowd about. Crowdfunding campaign. Lauren store for you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that That's one's good. That's a good one. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. 
I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 215 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3-15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3-28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here. 278 121st Street screening John Hughes Films with you. 6 o'clock every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. Hold on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that 
laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutant.